It's a wonderful feeling and a wonderful privilege to be here with you all. My brothers, I appreciate you. I love you all. So thankful for your example and, and, and what we learn from you and what we learn from each other. That's what we're here for is to be there for one another. And, and I look out at your faces and I see your faces when I'm not here and when we go back home. Uh, I, I, I hold this as a, a holy place in this world that we look forward to coming to and, and to, uh, to gather together. Um, and uh, I, I, I uh, was thinking on my way here as we uh, were driving that we look forward to coming here, not always have been able to throughout the years, but we, as we come here, I, I likened it into uh, uh, going to my grandmother's house and uh, she would always have an abundance of food. Any of you've got grandmas that have done that. Your parents probably do it too. But uh, you know, out in the world, I would go and I'd just kind of be fed. But when I go to my grandma's, I could feast. So. As we come here, we get to feast a little bit. Amen. And not only that, but she'd always have leftovers. Amen. Yeah. And I got to take those home. And I got to use them and feast on them for several days. But eventually that goes bad. But I've brought home leftovers for years from this place that every time I pull them out, they're fresh, you see. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, I, and, and as brothers, you, you, you help, we help one another. This is a beautiful place to come and to worship with one another. As in the words of my good brother, Kent Welch, let's pray for him. But we must hasten along. He said that many times. I want to have... Uh, pray for us today. I want to, uh, last night I I was able to sleep a little bit. Brother Mark Wheeler asked me if I had good sleep. I said, well, I got to the point where I could sleep. Uh, But this message needs to be heard by all of us. It came to me in the first, in the beginning, the scripture that came to me, and and, and I, I felt a little discouraged. I felt a little discouraged. But as the Lord began to reveal the rest of the message to me, I wasn't discouraged anymore. So listen, the brothers, to this. This is for us. This is what we need here. I want to first start my uh, uh, devotional tonight and, and read these scriptures in the New Testament that tells us a weight load of what we need to know. That's what's coming. So as we see in the third chapter of Timothy, Paul told him this. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture. It's not excluding any. 
It's not just holding up the Old Te- or the New Testament as some do today, and it's not excluding the Old as well, the Old Covenant. God gave us those for examples, didn't He? The Scripture tells us that they were written for examples to us. And if you go over to the 10th chapter of the book of Corinthians, we find that the Scripture tells us that. Now, it describes how that uh, in the wilderness, the dangers that the children of Israel got into whenever they began to murmur against God. And it says, moreover, brethren, I would not you, that you'd have you ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Jesus has never been silent from the beginning of time. He has been with God's people from the beginning. And He is with us today. He changes not, brothers. He's, he's here and He hears. His ears are open to a cry. Amen. You better believe it. Amen. He loves us. He loves His people and He's loved them from the beginning of time. They drank the same spiritual drink. They ate the same spiritual meat as you and I today. And I want to hasten along here. We read about their murmurings of what it was that they had done. You get down to the 11th verse, and it says, Now all these things, I encourage you to go back and read that. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition. Our admonition. That word means a calling attention to. They were written so that we can look back and call attention to what happened when God's people disobeyed God and when they listened to God. upon whom the ends of the world are come. So he says, look back at the examples and see them and uh, uh, call attention to them. And it also means warning. It means warning. So that being said, I've never been timed before, so pray for us that we can get this out. We need to hear this this morning. I needed to hear this. Brother James Keene and this is talking about some of those leftovers I've taken. I've taken some leftovers, and one of them was from James Keene. As a brother got up here, and he, he preached one, one year here, and he said that first the Lord has got to come in and make it real to us in our heart before that we can preach it out. Yeah. So that's what the Lord has done for me in this, this, this morning. We want us to see this. I want to go back to one of my favorite kings of Judah, Hezekiah. Now, I believe that a great revival happened here, and I believe that this was really the last revival that Israel, God's people had. Ezra and Nehemiah came afterwards, and they came to rebuild the temple, but you could see sorts of undertones in Scripture that even the elders, when they saw the temple, they began to weep because it didn't have the glory that the first one did. But I believe they had a great revival here in Hezekiah, 
His father was an evil king, Ahaz. And go read the 29th chapter of Chronicles. We don't have time to do that right now, but I want you to go read that. And we have the history of Judah as we look back, as those Scriptures in the New Testament tell us, we can look back and we can see the evidence of how God works and what happens when God's people call upon Him and how He listens to us when we humble ourselves before Him and pray. But as as Hezekiah came about, I think he was 25 years old when he became a a king over Judah. And as he began to, you, you know, and we know by the 29th chapter of Chronicles that he saw what his father had done and the evidence and the, and the, and where they were at because of that. They were in a horrible place. The scripture that the first guy first came to me was this scripture in the 19th chapter. And as I read this, I was discouraged. And I'll explain that. I'll explain that. In the 19th chapter, we have, a, you can go read about Hezekiah in, the, in 2 Kings in 19, and, and you can go and read about him in Isaiah. Isaiah recorded the same, and you can go read more about him in Chronicles. Chronicles recorded the same, chapter 29. But, but it comes to here, and it said, It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it. This was a uh, backstory here. Most of us know it. But uh, uh, the Assyrian king had threatened, threatened Judah that they were coming. And we'll get back to that in just a second. I sent his messenger, uh, Sennacherib. King Sennacherib from uh, uh, Assyria had, had, had sent his uh, uh, servants to them to let them know that they were coming. And it says, And when it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. He knew where to go. He had seen what his father Ahaz had done. He had shut the doors to the house of God. Shut them so that no one could go in and worship and polluted the temple. The very, you go read about Hezekiah the first year and the first month, he opened those doors back up. And as he opened them up, he went in and he cleaned it out. Because he knew the danger and what had happened. And he said, we're all in captivity because we have forsaken the Lord. You younger brothers that's coming up, you must see the great danger of forsaking the Lord. It's a great danger. And I also see in the Old Testament about how that God, uh, His judgment was not just upon the heathen nations, but His judgment was upon any that disobeyed Him and went against Him, even God's people. And he sent to Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus thus saith Hezekiah, and this is the scripture that I was brought to, This day is a day of trouble. We live in a day of trouble. We'll get that back in that in a second. And rebuke and blasphemy. Is there so much blasphemy against God and His Word today? Makes my stomach sick. It should let your stomach sick too. 
It's a day of trouble. But we're not done. For the children are come to the birth, and there's not enough strength to bring forth. I remember when my wife had our babies. She had to have two cesareans. And I remember she was laying on the bed. She, she was uh, sedated. She had had the epidural. She couldn't feel anything. But she was just, she was weak. There wasn't anything she could do. All of my confidence was in the Lord, but it was in those doctors to be able to take those babies out. And the Lord saw it through. But she didn't have any strength. And I got to thinking, Hezekiah was so out of strength here. He didn't know what else to do. What a beautiful picture when you don't know what to do. <laughs> when you don't know where to go or you go to your family, you go to your wife. But the Lord is standing there waiting for you to come to Him upon your knees. And the best part about it is, is that He answers our prayers. He doesn't leave us hanging. It may be, by the Lord of God, we'll hear the words of Reshake, King, whom the king of Assyria, his master, has sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. Yes. Hezekiah was one of my favorites because I believe he saw what needed to be done. And he did it. You know, there's other kings before him that were kind of good kings. But it said that they still worshipped in the high places and they were not all torn down. So there was a little bit of sin left even. What Hezekiah do? He went up and he wiped them all out. He got rid of all of them. Because he knew the danger of leaving that evil seed there. But it doesn't end there. He calls his brethren... He calls the Levites, the priests. He calls them together, the princes. And He calls Isaiah. It's a wonderful thing that He had the prophet Isaiah with Him. Go read in Chronicles, it reads about they prayed together. What a, what a beautiful thing. Prophet Isaiah. He said, don't fear. I'm going to haste along here. I need to get to what the Lord has for me to say. If I don't do that, I'm in trouble. The Lord heard Hezekiah's prayer and delivered them from the Assyrian army. And you go read about it. We don't have time to read about it right now. But another thing that Hezekiah, Hezekiah did was they went back and they came back again and they were ready to come. You see, they were already wiping out. Israel had already fallen to them. Israel had already fallen had wiped them out and scattered them abroad because they had truly forsaken the Lord. Scattered them. And then they were coming. You see, they were slowly wiping out the towns of Judah on their way to Jerusalem. And Hezekiah saw them coming. Can you see this coming? 
is slowly wiping out strongholds coming for you and me. This is where I was a little discouraged, but it's good. It gets good. (laughs) So, Hezekiah, he brought these letters back, and what a beautiful picture of him going into that temple. And he laid them out before the Lord. He almost as if said, Lord, look at this. These people are nothing to you. Said they have told me that they have wiped out all the other gods of the world. And how can you be any better? And he said, this, uh, gods were made with men's hands, but you are God. (laughs) How can the world blaspheme against our God and get away with it? The answer is they cannot. And I started to get a little encouraged here as I began to read this. Ezekiah knew. He got good news from Isaiah. But he knew who his God is. We don't want to say he was. He is. Now, I want to make sure I get this in because this is what we need to hear, brothers and sisters. Or, brothers. Sometimes you get in the habit of saying things, don't you? My brothers. It was pronounced judgment on the Assyrians at that time. The angel came and smote. It was over 100,000. It's like 185,000. In Chronicles it says, you know what, he's going to come there, but he's going to turn right around and go right back. He's going to come back down the same road. He's going to go back, and whenever that king goes back, his sons are going to kill him. God took care of that for Hezekiah. But I don't believe it was just done in an instant. Hezekiah wasn't running around doing uh, just whatever he wanted to do because he was king. He was working. He was working hard to get things back to where that God would be pleased with him if he might. He worked hard to get the temple back. He brought the priests back. He lined them up. And even the priests, you go and read about it, the Levites, he said that they weren't prepared yet because of the, the doors had been closed for so long. Brother, we need to get prepared. I talked to a brother, uh, and I could see it in his eyes. Not too long ago, and I need to get going, but not too long ago, they, I, I looked at his eyes and I could see the worry in his eyes because he said, when I was growing up, all of us that went to church, it was just a given. The gospel was going to be preached and then, and then people was going to get saved. It was a given to us. We just had that for us. Let me tell you something. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. And there's a time to sow. Those aren't in order but we're going to need to start that cycle again, brothers. Amen. That means we're going to have to learn. The brother said to me, he said, we forgot 
how to work. And that went in here and cut me up. We've forgotten how to work. So Hezekiah began to work. And I need to get to this before I run out of time. The Lord showed me this. Maybe He showed this to you, and I praise God for that. But I, I want to impart this, that He showed me. I didn't understand this Scripture uh, very well until just a few days ago. First chapter in Revelation, John gives us some inkling here. But he says in the fifth verse, and from Jesus Christ who is faithful witness, this first chapter, and from Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now he says that he has made us kings and priests. I didn't understand that for such a long time. I thought, okay, I've been made a, uh, uh, symbolically uh, like a king and a priest. But whenever I go back and I see uh, the kings of Judah, and I see how that the ending, as they began to stray more and more away from the Lord, how that the kings, when they came to him, you see, the king had the ability to make the decree, but he couldn't go into the temple and perform the service. In fact, the king of Judah tried that, and he was smoten with leprosy for the rest of his life. So what is that telling us? I praise God for this. This is the great news, okay? We have been made kings. In His service, we're not something high up, but we're just in His service as a king. So we have the ability to make a decree in our life. And not only that, brother, we have been priests as well. So we not only get to make the decree but we can go into the temple of God and we can offer sacrifices. What are those sacrifices? You know what I'm talking about. David tells us, sacrifice of a broken heart, broken spirit. We get to offer Sacrifice of thanksgiving. There's many more in there, brothers. But He's given us the ability to come to Him boldly. <laughs> boldly. Time is up. I'm glad I got that in. God bless you, brothers. There's so much more, isn't there? There's so much more. Bless you, brothers.